Thanks for listening to the show. Join us online at playvolutionhq.com and learn how to support the show at explorationsearlylearning.com slash support. Welcome to Renegade Rules. Kick back, settle in, and let us fill your ear holes with early learning information, wisdom, and advice. And now, here's Heather and Jeff. Welcome to Renegade Rules. Jeff Johnson here with Heather Shoemaker. How you doing, Heather? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm I'm doing great. In the in the past episodes, I've told some uh, some out walking the dogs in the morning, some school bus stories. But uh, you told me before we got started recording that you had a a, a school bus bus stop uh, kind of story going on. <laughs> yeah, I take a morning walk every morning, and if I'm if I've you know on my normal schedule, I pass the elementary school bus and the kids that are waiting for it at two different bus stops in my neighborhood. And there's there's about six children that I that I see every day, and it's just interesting. I see them, you know, day after day, a couple of years, and um, of the six, four of them are encased in parental vehicles <laughs> at the bus stop. At the bus stop. In fact, one family I've learned lives right across the street, so they drive their car down the driveway and park across the street with their kids inside. Oh, okay. And wait with them for the school bus to come. Okay. Um, there's another uh, set of kids who, um, um, sisters, who they don't, they're not encased in the vehicle, but, and they do walk um, four houses away from their home to reach the bus stop. But they have been trained not to talk to strangers. And so when they see me, and I'm this kind of, I got my snow boots on and my big poofy winter coat, and I'm, you know, a mom in the neighborhood, they turn their backs, turn their faces away. And what? No. <laughs> they have been very, very strictly told not to talk to strangers. And then there is, um, um, then there is a little girl who I think is about seven, who walks the furthest, she's the shortest, smallest, youngest of them all. She walks the longest distance, and she shuffles around. She finds deer tracks in the snow. She sings. She climbs up. We're just coming out of winter, so she climbs up those big mounds of snow up yeah. and down, you know, like an Arctic explorer. Uh-huh. Um, she find when it's not snowy, she finds toads, and she shows them to me. She finds dead worms on the sidewalk. And she talks about anything and everything. Um, and she, you know, in her meanderings, uh-huh. she sometimes misses the school bus. <laughs> anyway, this is the kid who lights up my day every morning. And she, um, and I look out for her, too. You know, when she shows up and the bus has already gone by, I let her know. You know, no use waiting here anymore. It's gone. And she goes back to mom and probably gets in trouble. But she is the kid that I feel is going to write books in the future. She is the kid that's going to come up with ideas, or she's going to be an artist, or she's going to be a naturalist, or she's going to be something. Because she's out in the world. Um, she has certainly a lot more people skills being developed than the others do encased in their cars. 
and she's experiencing independence and the wonder of life. I mean, she sees the sunrise. Well, not all the time. It's pretty dark up here in northern Michigan. But <laughs> when we finally get out of daylight savings, she begins to see the sunrise, and she sees life, and she interacts with it. And I just think, wow, we need a little bit more of this uh, independence and wandering minds in our lives, in our kids' lives. Yeah, and she doesn't have to grow up to be a poet or an explorer or an author or anything. She's just going to be a human being that can function in society in comparison to the other kids you described, which is which is a big thing too. There's I, I haven't got around to reading it yet, but there's uh, there's uh, some news articles going around the internet about snowplow snowplow parents actually set up play dates for their college age kids. And did you just call them snowplow parents? Yes, yeah, snowplow parents. Oh, I I hadn't heard that term. Is that what helicopter parents turn into in the winter time? Well, no, snowplow it's it's kind of a different thing. The the helicopter parents are like hovering. The snowplow plow parents are out there clearing the path and making everything easy and and accessible and oh. and for their kids. So it's a term I heard for the first time about a year and a half ago. But now there's a there's a new article out that's that's uh they did some college. Uh, survey or something and there at college age kids there are parents that are still doing laundry and calling professors and giving up wake up giving wake up calls and actually setting up uh uh social activities for their college age kids so there's that and i mean your your bus stop kids there's the the ones that are sitting in the vehicle 50 feet from their front door and the ones that are turning the back on you it it sounds like they're they're well on their way uh, along this path yeah, it's amazing. And when the kids who are in the car that get driven across the street down their driveway, sometimes grandpa is there instead of mom. You know, mom is the one that drives them and sits in the car and doesn't let them out until the school bus stops. But when grandpa is there, which happens from time to time, he walks them hand in hand across the street. And these are probably 10-year-olds. They're not you know, kindergarten. Uh Um, But he walks them down the driveway and they have a nice chat outside and they always say hello and grandpa's there. (laughs) (laughs) I thought, well, you know, they are perfectly capable of walking across the street from their house to wait for the bus. But, you know, company is can be nice. Um, I'm sure grandpa is under orders not to leave. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But there's just that one step down from that older generation of giving them a little bit more. Hey, Let's walk across the street together. Oh. Well, I'm glad it's not just happening in my neighborhood, I guess, because I, I see the same thing. Uh, and, you know, there's all the cars and they're jockeying for position. Then the bus comes and they got to wait for the bus to put in a stop, light, stop sign so they can drive on. And it's just making more traffic in the neighborhood than I want to see in the morning. Uh, you know, my, my big thing is how it impacts me. Uh, but the, It's also dangerous, though, with all these cars. And, uh, you know, it's it's... It's more dangerous for the child who walks because she has to walk around all these parked cars than yeah. it would be if the cars weren't there. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I'd rather see them all walking to school. I don't care how far it is. Um, it, it's Michigan. It'll be snowy and uphill both directions all year long. So um, Might have to snowshoe. Yeah. Might have to get a real snowplow. <laughs> so those those girls that are that, that are turning their back, are, are I mean, you're, you're not what I would call an intimidating uh, – threat invoking kind of person oh i can be very intimidating well, looking yeah my, <laughs> yeah my coat is kind of poofy and old looking and <laughs> i've got a rainbow colored hat i don't know <laughs> um no i mean i mean i'm not but it's 
it's just, uh, and I, I do need to knock on that neighbor's door so that I won't, you know, I can introduce myself. So maybe I, the kids will say hello, but they have a very barky dog. So I have to get past the intimidating dog before I can introduce myself. Well, I was going to ask you, you're, you're Heather Shoemaker. Have you ever got up to the window of the, uh, the S- I'm guessing it's an SUV or a minivan, and tapped on the window and said, excuse me. Hello. <laughs> hello. I've got some suggestions. No, I, I, I wave through the window. Oh, that's and, nice uh, of you. You know, they, they, it, it's kind of tinted, but they do wave back. Sometimes. Oh, well, that's, that's nice. Uh, um, get Slinky, get down. Um, there's, a, there's a new dog in my life, and he has never podcasted before. Um, so let's talk about this other child that makes us, I've never seen the child, and I'm joyful knowing that she exists. Um, so do you know any, one who misses the bus? The one that misses the bus and way. finds toads. So is do you know and to her credit, she only misses it about twice a year, and that's pretty good for the amount of wandering. <laughs> <laughs> so do you know do you know the family at all? I mean I, I Yeah, I know her older sister uh-huh. I know the mom a little bit, but I actually don't know this child's name because she tells me everything that's important. <laughs> but you know, not things like names. <laughs> things like names. We don't you know, she'll point out, did you see that? Or show me something uh-huh. that's going on in the world. Or show me some, um, she really likes animal tracks. Of course, in the snow, that's about all you have to look at. Yeah, but she sh- shares what she finds is important. Um, but, yeah, we haven't got to the point of names because that's really not that relevant. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that, one, that one, there's deer tracks and rabbit poop to, to talk about. Um, exactly. I, I love that curiosity and inquisitiveness. And I I, I hope the school system doesn't drain it out of her like a a hungry vampire because that's that's what it seems to do to a lot of kids and and in a lot of in a lot of places and the fact that she's seven and still has some of that left in her uh gives me hope for the future (laughs) no i mean well I think a lot of it, too, I, I have confidence that, that a child who comes from a household that's going to give that kind of independence and that she comes with so much vivacity and curiosity about the world, that that will stay because, I don't know, my son just entered, I think a lot of it comes from, from what's nurtured at home or not nurtured. Yeah. Um, when my son just entered high school, I went to the first parent conferences, which are a lot quicker than they are when they're in elementary school. I think we had... Um, four and a half minutes for each teacher. So it was really quick and you're in and out. (laughs) But anyway, each one of them said during their allotted time, it's wonderful to see a child who still has the wonder and love of learning. We, you know, and this is entering high school. And I thought, gosh, it would be sad. You still have a lot more years left if it's all (laughs) spelled out by now, but apparently they don't see much of it. And um, some of it has to do with the schools he went to, but you know, not every school year was terrific for him. So I think a lot of it comes from the, the family outlook and philosophy of giving them some independence, giving them supporting kids' interests, respecting that, and not portraying that the world is super dangerous. Um, the more we look at, I was just reading more things about um, sexual assault and Me Too movements and how now it's, you know, people are starting to talk about how it's moving younger and younger and that, you know, girls are, not women, but girls are um, speaking out and so on. Um, And that most females are having um, 
what is it, one in four is this statistic. There's various statistics, but one in four before they even become adult have been attacked in some way in that way. And how almost, almost, almost every single time it's people they know. Yeah, I, I was just going to ask about strangers. that. Yeah, Nothing to do with the strangers. Mm-hmm. And that the strangers are usually the people who help. So, for example, even you know me on my morning walk, if I notice that she's not there or if, if there's something wrong, I know her routines and I know she's yeah, – I, I could help out yeah. because I know to look out for these people. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, statistically, in, in, in the little snapshot you've given of, of your neighborhood, it would be more likely that the grandpa who's at the bus stop with the kids once in a while would be a perpetrator than somebody walking the dog oh, in the neighborhood. Grandpa. Well, no, I'm, 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 I know that's horrible. And it was, as it was coming grandpa, out, if you're listening, don't worry. As it, as it was coming out of my mouth, I, I realized how horrible I sounded. But, I mean, statistically, I. It, that's that's pretty much the way it yeah, is, right? Statistically speaking, yeah. I'm sure that grandpa is a great grandpa, and if he's listening to the show, um, I'll buy him a beer next time I see him. But, I mean, that's just, just the way the numbers are. And so we worry so yeah. much about talking to strangers, and and that's not really where our worry should be. Right. And really, it's it's helping. And if you're thinking, well, what do I tell my kids? Because you can't tell them not to talk to all the people they know or limit their social circle so they don't know anybody. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, that's not the solution. The solution really is to um, encourage them to listen to their gut. And if they get that kind of feeling that something's not okay, you know, respect that. And it starts as soon as these kids are born to respect their feelings. If a child says, I'm scared or if a child says, I'm worried about something, or if they act that way, even before they have words, then take that seriously. And don't, oh, you're not scared. That's not scary. Uh-huh. You're okay. You know, it, it's, it comes from basic human respect of sometimes the, the, the um, negative feelings kids have and listening to it. Because a lot of kids don't speak up. They don't think they'll be believed. Um, and they they also don't know that they should listen to their gut because it's always discounted by the adults around them. Well, yeah, and I I tend to agree. My only question is, I, I I'm all for trusting the gut if you have a history of a trustworthy gut. What I worry about is kids who are told not to talk to the strangers and turn their backs uh, when strangers walk by or who are driven to the school bus every day not having enough experience with their gut yeah. to be able to trust it. They don't it. get practice. Yeah. They don't get practice yeah. to know what's a, what's a difficult situation and what's not. What's, an, what's a human being acting unusual and what's a human being acting like you normally expect in your culture. Yeah, there you so go. To be able to have that, they call it street smarts, is essential for the child's safety. Yeah, that that's something um, we start. That's something we start instilling and helping children build. I mean, from from birth, from toddlerhood. Yeah. What are social norms and and what what is um, considered fine and and what social norms should be if your neighbor waves and smiles and says hello and keeps walking and doesn't break her pace. <laughs> that, that should be an okay thing to do, to wave and smile and say hello back <laughs> and keep walking. It's not like you're wearing a Viking helmet and carrying a battle axe and, and, and well, dripping in blood. A Viking helmet would be kind of cool, be but... Bad. That would be delightful. As long as it's a, a authentic one, because they don't have horns. Yeah, yeah, so you don't might want, not be recognized. You know, on some Hagar the Horrible out of the comic strips kind of helmet. You want something good. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so what else can we learn from uh, your your experiences on your morning walks? Well, I think that as our kids gain independence, so if you're listening to this and you have preschool age kids or young kids, you know, it, it is time as they begin to go out into the world to um, let them know, um, to give them that taste of independence and let them know that it's okay to be um, saying hello to people they meet, looking people in the face. It is actually part of what will keep them safe in life, you know, um, saying hello is very different than getting in a car with somebody, whether mm-hmm. you know them or you don't know them. There's To help kids guide this transition, we shouldn't tie them up and encase them in our vehicles all the time. We need to let them out into the world in certain steps and stages. And one of the steps and stages you can do is how they can say hello if they're playing in the front yard. <gasps> not the backyard, the front yard, (laughs) and how they can interact when people walk down the street or depending where you live, maybe you don't have a front yard, but how they can interact walking down the street, walking to the bus stop, those sorts of things, how they can interact when they're out and about in public. And this will give them um, good, the beginnings of street smarts, gives them the beginnings of independence, and if you can also listen to their, their feelings um, and help them practice knowing when, when they come to you with something's not right, maybe it's just that they spilled water all over themselves and they're not comfortable, mm-hmm. you know, not, not poo-pooing their problems and their emotions, but taking their emotions and, and listening and giving this uh, um, emotion off yourself of, I believe you and I'm going to listen to you yeah. when you have a feeling that is bothering you. Yeah, and and for for a lot of parents out there who who are raising kids who don't have experience trusting their guts, one of the steps might be getting more in touch with your your own gut, and 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 practicing some of those honing some of those skills your, yourself as an adult, uh, so that you're able to model them for the kids. Because a, a lot of uh, uh, a lot of the kids that I have met who have a hard time with reading situations and trusting their gut, like you've been talking about, uh, get it from the family members they're spending most of their time with. I mean, it's just kind right. of it's it's a family culture thing, and so right. it, it does become a hard cycle to to break. I I was just thinking, Heather, that we we might have somebody sitting in front of a bus stop right now, listening to this episode, um, waiting for waiting for, to drop their kids off into the school bus. And so if 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 that is happening, and and you're still listening, if you haven't turned us off yet uh, because you think we're jerks, just just take. Take some baby steps and, and get out of the car. Yeah, get out of the car. Uh, maybe do a little bit. Of, you know, maybe instead of being a snow plow, maybe be a, a snow blower. You don't you don't move all the snow out of their way. I I don't know. Oh, I see. You sprinkle some yeah. of it off to the sides. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so they've still got a well, little bit. Well, you know, of, when your child comes home or you're sending them off. The car is not what is saying hello and goodbye to them. You should be the one they're saying hello and goodbye mm-hmm. to, whether you're seeing them off the front door or seeing them off at, you know, in your vehicle. But get out of the vehicle. Walk a block. Maybe you can park further away, get a little exercise, fresh air. It's good for everybody. But, um, you know, don't let it be the car that they're coming home to and the car that they're saying goodbye to. Let it be you. Yeah, yeah. And if, if your kid misses the school bus a, a couple times a year because they're looking at deer tracks or, or chasing toads, they they could be up to a lot worse stuff. So uh, uh, let that roll off your back and take them out for ice cream and celebrate the, <laughs> celebrate the joyfulness of life. 
I mean, life is short. We're we're fifty year olds. We know. Um, <laughs> anything else we should throw into this? Uh, no, this episode, just here's to the toads. And I hope if you haven't seen um, uh, any animal tracks or toad tracks in a while, go outside and see if you can find some. I was showing my new puppy uh, uh, rabbit poop today, and he didn't seem interested at all. Uh, this oh. has been Renegade Rules. We'll be back soon with another episode. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. Music by Alexander Shoemaker. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.